Hello there. I'm Ryan Woods, a Spartan god. This is my own mind. You're listening to the I'm a Spartan podcast, Scott Knowles. And I'm... What the fuck am I doing this, man? This is fucking stupid. Are you kidding me? I'm doing these favors for these bums? Nah, fuck this. I'm out here. Katie, bring me some wine. I'm fucking out. I'm Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. What's up, everybody? It looked like everybody had fun at Jacksonville this past weekend. It looked like a muddy mess of a swamp. I hate I missed it. All my friends were there, and it looked like y'all had a great time. But I got to talk to my friend Kenny West on this episode, and he tells us all about how the race went this past weekend and how he placed third in his age group. And here's the episode with Kenny West. Kenny West, what's going on, brother? Nothing much, my friend. How are you? Pretty good. Um, Kenny, you've been a long supporter of my show, man. And after you placed third in the age group series race in Jacksonville this weekend, dude, I had to bring you on and talk to you about it, man. But uh, before we get into that, man, introduce yourself to like my crowd. You know, like where are you from? Like, what do you do for work, man? Tell us about Kenny. Well, my name's Kenny West. I'm a skinny, ugly guy. Most of y'all uh, <laughs> hopefully have had had a chance to meet me at the at the races. I I really look forward to getting to the races and and seeing a lot of our like you said OCR family. But I was born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. And I've been gone for Florida for 25-plus years. Um, We lived in Carolina, North Carolina, when we left Florida. And then about 8 to 10 years ago, we moved to East Tennessee. Um, I'll be 49 this December, uh, December 6th. I was born in 73. And uh, I've always been super competitive, man. But um, I think the OCR thing, I started around 2016. And uh, I don't remember when me and you met, but it was shortly after. But uh, I'm like you, man. I love the sport. I love the people. Now, but before you started, like running OCR, did you like what was your background in like doing sports, like growing up? When I was younger, it was like it was baseball. Um, you know, I think I played soccer a few times. Which I've got an older brother; he's six years older than me, so he played uh, baseball. He played soccer, and of course, we were, we were just, I mean, kids from the South, man. We played all kinds of other sports, like backyard sports, but organized sports was more baseball and, and soccer that I remember, and I was always super competitive, but um, I think baseball was probably my main, my main sport, and then when I was around probably 10, 11, 12 years old, um, we had a bunch of, uh, we had some racetracks around us. My dad didn't race, but he was a fan of racing. And when I say racing, like like stock cars, right. and in Florida it was more dirt tracks than it was um, pavement tracks at the time. And uh, he showed some he showed some like willingness to maybe get me into go kart racing. Oh, cool! So I I checked it out a little bit and uh, decided to want to do it, and I went all in. I didn't. That's the bad thing with me when I do something, I can't like ease into it. <laughs> um, so my my. My boss that I've got now is like, man, you don't need to try no drugs. He says, because you go all in on something. He says, you'll, you'll be all messed up if you do something <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing. But I, I started racing go-karts when I was, I'll just call it 12. 
And then when I got to 15, I started racing some stock cars. Oh, wow. Now, I ended up running pavement with the stock cars. With the go-karts, I ran dirt, pavement, roundy-round, and we did um, road course with the pavements. So we kind of traveled. We traveled a lot, like all around um, the nation with go-karts. And then with the when I got to the race cars, it was more in Volusia County, which is um, towards Daytona Beach. Yeah. Not the big track. It's a small track. Um, but I did that in die hard until i was probably 30 years old 30 ish and um it's kind of all i knew was racing cars and and it sounds stupid but you try to stay in shape because racing cars a lot of people don't think it's like there's any physical exertion but the cars weigh a lot and you run down in heat in florida and um it ain't like you run 15 or 20 laps and park it they're they're longer races so i tried to stay in shape for that because there was a few times the car was better than me at the end of a race and i I lost a race because I wasn't in like good shape, but I didn't have a running background. I didn't have any of that stuff. So I remember when I started running, man, I like, I, I, was, ter- I was terrible. Not that I'm all that now by any means, cause I'm not, but it's just been a, it's been a learning process. Um, with the OCR thing. And I, cause I think it started in 2016, but all right, Kenny, spirit. Kenny, Kenny, wait a second. I want to ask you about this stock car racing that you did before you go any further, man. So, like, how long were these races? Like, how long did they usually last? And, like, what kind of car was it? Was it, like, a frame-build paneled car and it had, like, a Chevy or a Ford motor in it? Well, when it started, I tried to glaze over that, and I apologize. I don't tell many people about my racing days, my auto racing days, but, uh, the first class that I got into was like a mini stock. It was like a Mustang, a four-cylinder on steroids. And it was supposed to be stock parts in a stock location. But um, it, it was basically a two-built car. And everything was put in a stock location and tried to make it look as stock as it could. But it, it wasn't stock. Right. It was, uh, and none of the people running up front at that time um, were stock. So there was certain rules and parameters you had to follow. But it started with mini stock. And then the next one after that, as you went up the class, they were all NASCAR sanctioned tracks, pavement tracks. Right. And um, as as I went up the up the ranks, of course, my goal was no different than anybody else's. It was to try to make it in NASCAR. And when I say NASCAR, I didn't care if it was trucks, if it was back then it was an All Pro Series, which was kind of like the top class that Volusia County would run. Right. Um, but they had but they had a traveling series under the under the nascar registration so i just wanted to race man and um but that car going forward as i moved up the ranks everything was built on on like a jig on a fixture and it was built from the tubing from the ground up and then you buy bolt-on parts nothing was stock really after after the mini stock that wasn't truly stock but yeah man i i mean i felt like i was better i can say this because i'm 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 not all that at what I'm doing now. I love it, and I try hard. I'm not trying to act like I don't put any time or money in it, but I felt like my ability in racing, driving, I, I could hold my own against the best of them. I felt like I was pretty good, but um, I didn't come from a family with a lot of money. We just had a lot of debt, and my mom and dad had a uh, belief in me, and they would spend everything they had and then some to try to, like, for me to showcase my talent and, and try to try to get a ride at that time when I was racing. That's awesome. How close? How close do you think you got from actually being able to get into NASCAR? If I'd have had money or a sponsor, I feel like I was there. But when I say that, it was like so close, but still so far away. I got to test a um, 
back then they were called bush cars. I got to do a test one time at Greenville, um, picking Speedway in South Carolina. And, um, man, I rolled in, it was me and my dog in a rental car and, I, and I'm not exaggerating. And, uh, I went down there and I really didn't know what to expect. Um, I knew it was a race car and I knew I could figure it out and I could like hope on, but I mean, that, that was really like it. I've never raced there with any of the classes or the traveling we've done over the years. And that track was flattered flat. And sometimes the flat tracks with racing are sometimes the hardest ones to get around. Cause you don't have the, the, bank. the banking or the shape of the turns to help the car turn. Um, flat comes down to the car and you, of course you got to, Sometimes in racing, they say you got to go slow to go fast and get the car to turn and get in the gas and get the car to squat to come off the corner. But um, I did I did good. I did really good. And honestly, I think I could have run with or outrun anybody they had. I think it was a two-day test that they this team had done. Yeah. And uh, I didn't get the deal, but I didn't have no money or nothing to bring to the table. So it wasn't because of my performance or my feedback, what the car was doing, or my times. I think I ran... I think I ran the second, if not the, the overall quickest, the second quickest time of anybody um, in the two-day period that they had the test. Right. So that was cl- as close as I got as far as NASCAR. And then our, our own family, what we were trying to do, I ran what they called ASA series. And it was live TV. It was a Midwest series where it started. But they, they started running down in the south. And they would run on weekends live TV when – the NASCAR, the, the back then was Winston Cup and Bush, wasn't right. running that weekend. They had an off weekend. Then they would run ASA live on TNN or whatever it was. Um, the race is live. I ran that for probably, I think, like half a year. I kept my rookie status. And the following year, I was going to try to run double double the races. Still not the whole schedule. Yeah. And and the series after like thirty years or whatever it was went bankrupt. Oh man. And we had two cars and all this money invested and all this credit card debt. Oh, man. And uh, nowhere to run them cars. So at that point, man, instead of there was nothing wrong with, like, going back down a class. But we didn't have the money to even, like, do that and do it right without, like, really cramping uh, my mom and dad's lifestyle. Right. So I got I got out. Just got out. And uh, it killed me for about two years. Dang. And then, you know, along the way, I ended up. Um, years later, finding, like you said, finding running and obstacle course racing, and I just never, never looked back. So it's a, it's a part of my life I'm not like ashamed of, right? Um, and I don't have any regrets other than spending money we didn't have. But it ain't like we fleeced anybody out of money. We paid, like we paid for everything. We didn't leave anybody hanging with any kind of bad debt, um, which you do see in racing sometimes, where yeah. people shut up camp, shut down the shop. And then don't pay the people what you know what they owed them. It, it wasn't like that. It was just um, I guess if I had a crystal ball and knew um, now what I didn't know then, as far as I, I wasn't going to get that shot um, without the money, I probably wouldn't have put my my parents through that. You know? Yeah. Well, that's man, that's that's pretty cool. So, what did you end up doing? Just have to sell all your cars and your parts and everything like that, and get out of it the best way you could. That's that's exactly what I did. I think the guy that bought the car instead of going roundy round like stock car racing with them, they um, I'm sure you've heard of SCCA. He converted it to where it would turn left and right and went and run the road courses with it. Right. Um, they bought the cars and uh, it, it was a it was a long process, like you said, getting rid of the stuff and finding homes for it. Um, you never make money on the racing stuff when you sell it anyway, but on that one, it was like oh, man, yeah. it was like penny pennies on the dollar. So. Uh, you just kind of lick your wounds and, and 
hope that it goes somewhere where someone else can get some some love and appreciation out of it and and move on. That was really the only choice we had. Do you miss racing the cars? Um, I really, I really don't. Sometimes I still want to get in one to like see what I can do. And I know I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a lot older, so I probably couldn't do anywhere as good as I think I could nowadays. But man, I just done it for so long, and I felt like I had a um. I just felt like, you know, you people say they had a God-given natural talent. I had some natural ability, and um, I would like to see where it goes. But looking like looking back now, um, man, I, I've been – that like that didn't work out that part, but it, it, it opened up a, a door for me um, for an industry that I worked in. I don't now, but I worked in the steel industry for like 23 years, I think. Mm-hmm. And all the places that I went and beat on their door and begged um, – and borrowed stuff from to try to get to the racetrack. And, and of course I was begging to audition in their cars. Um, they were full-time teams that were um, established. And right. once in a while they would hold auditions for drivers. But when that didn't work, I went back into them when I went in the steel industry to try to get their business. And, um, and, and, and that's how I met my, my wife. So yeah, the racing thing, the driving part didn't work out, but the job did for 23 years and provided for my family and I and met my wife. So I miss some of the people, um, but honestly, I don't like, I guess I don't want to go back and, because you work on that thing, kind of like with training and, and OCR and right. running, you work on it, I mean, five to six days a week to go to go race it. And if all goes well, even if you win the race, you still got two, three, four nights worth of work to do, much less if you've got anything you're going to try to bolt on to get quicker or change or tear up anything along the way. So there's a lot of work that went in for that for that Saturday night race per se you know hey you met your wife it was all worth it right it was oh yeah it was it was absolutely <laughs> okay I'm sorry I interrupted you I just wanted a little bit more detail on that because that's pretty interesting man so when did you find running and how did you find OCR I think I found running around 2016 and I actually was working down um at that point, we were living in North Carolina. I was working around the Mooresville, North Carolina, Lake Norman area because that's where the, the steel industry um, that I worked for was located, and that's where a lot of the race teams were located at that point. So I found like a little workout group. I think it was like F3 was the first thing I found. And again, I was going to the gym by myself and would occasionally get on a treadmill. I, I really don't. I really don't remember ever like truly like running on a treadmill. It was more probably a, a really slow jog or a fast walk. Right. But as far as the, the weight training and stuff, I had introduced that on my own years back. But the running come with one of the, the groups that we were working out with, and the F3 was free, and they'd meet in parking lots. And I think that's when I was first truly like exposed to some running because they would run a mile, two, maybe even three during um, the workouts out in these parking lots. And some of those guys could really run, man. And uh, so I liked it. Uh, I'm not good at it now, but I definitely wasn't good at it then. But I was like, man, this is a challenge. I want to see if I can get better at it. So that's kind of how I was introduced to running was was with that. And then I think the along the way there was some other, you know, Camp Gladiator or whatever. I would do anything fitness um, right. to try to improve. But I wasn't doing anything with it other than working out in the mornings. Right. And then I think the end of 2016, back then, I think it was Tough Mudder. was my first race. And I had just seen people posting about it, social media, commercials, TV, whatever it was. Yeah. And I was like, 
it, it looked intimidating, but it, it looked cool. I was like, I'd like to go try that. So we did. And I think there was a group of us that went and did it. And uh, some of us trained for it and were in better shape than others. I think the others just went for some uh, some free beer and food and just some friendship, fellowship with some with some other other folks, you know. But I liked it. But it was it was kind of intimidating. Um, but it was really cool. And from there, I I I, I didn't look back. Meaning, I, I would try to run anything that come within a two or three hour radius of it. So we ended up being maybe maybe three or four races a year. But I think I ran the one tough motor, and then I found Spartan, and then I would run anything, whether it was a Ma and Pa owned obstacle course race um, or whatever that was convenient. But that's that's kind of how it started um, my journey with with running and, and OCR. That's cool, man. So what is your like like you know? And now I've noticed like in the past few years, and we've met, you've trying you've been getting more competitive with it. Like, what has your training been like? You know. Well, when it first started out, I didn't. I, I just went out and run, and it, it. I might run a mile a day. Sometimes I might run two. Sometimes I might run three. But most of the time, if it was honestly more than a mile or two, it was with that with that F three group, them guys, and it was all guys, no co ed, and it's free. They don't charge you. But I, I really just would go out and try to get. And at first, running a mile, I'm gonna be honest, like running a mile was big. Like I wasn't good at running a mile. Right. Um, and when we moved from North Carolina to Tennessee, I really struggled. But of course, it was the elevation change. Because um, where we first moved up in Tennessee, it's about the same elevation as Boone, North Carolina, and that's a lot different than per se Denver or Mooresville, North Carolina, by Lake Norman. Um, but I think it was at like 2000. I, I kept, I kept, like you said, kind of getting my toes wet. And I kept racing, and I wasn't going out and walking the courses by any means, and I wasn't walking past the obstacles, but I wasn't truly, like you say, putting in the work until probably, I think, 2019, when I seen you at World's Toughest Mudder, I had yet to ever have a training coach. So I was doing everything I'm on, and I have no running background. I have no idea what I'm doing. So after World's Toughest Mudder, um, I got my first running coach, and it was Bruce Jackson, and even though I was from Jacksonville, Florida, me and Bruce passed never, like, they never crossed. So I didn't know Bruce. Bruce didn't know me. And uh, I used Bruce for quite some time. And and it was tough strictly because I'd never done, I'd never had a, a running coach or any kind of coach as far as for OCR and training. But it was like, we would talk on the phone, and, and, and I know you've used Bruce as well. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, he and is. Then he's he would good. Yeah, he's real good, and and he's good at it, and he, he, he was a great coach. Looking back, I probably wasn't the best student. I did all my workouts, but I didn't know what to ask him, what not to ask him, and I didn't want to be like, and I've heard podcasts on this since. You didn't want to be that guy asking the questions or being a pain, but he was probably waiting on me to ask the questions and, and be that guy. Um, but that was my first formal um, introduction to having a running coach. And, uh, of course, just like you, he would put me a plan together. And, and I do mine a little bit different. So I try to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all Thursday, and my long runs if I can squeeze them in on Friday. But it goes back to when me and you were talking b- b- before the podcast started. Yeah, It's family time. I try not to give up. Uh, we've got a, a 17-year-old son. He'll be 18 in October. And, you know, that time with your with your wife girlfriend boyfriend mm-hmm. daughter son it's priceless man so i my my schedule's a little uh different than 
what most people do, but it works for me. So I do everything, but the, the, when I run the trail, I do everything else like really, really early in the morning with a, with a goofy headlamp on, man. But that works <laughs> best for my schedule. Yeah. I mean, I'm like you, dude. A lot of times I get up early in the mornings and just get the run done and over with in the mornings because if you do it right when you get off work in the afternoon, it takes up all your time and then you pretty much just got time to come home and eat dinner and chill for about an hour and then it's time to go to bed and do it all over again. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I respect people that I see doing it after work, um, whether, like you said, whether it's, you know, depending on the time change, whether it's, like you said, right after work in, in the daylight or if it's at nighttime with a headlamp or street lights, where we're at, they don't have, they don't believe in street lights um, <laughs> in East Tennessee. But I, I think it's harder as far as me, even taking out the, the quality time with the family. Right. Um, it's harder, man. It's harder to do your workouts for me in the evening um, versus the morning. But I like getting, I, I like getting up early and get, like you said, knocking it down. I feel like I do better and I got more energy in the mornings than I do the evenings. Yeah, once you get used to getting up early in the mornings and just knocking it out, like the hardest thing is just getting used to getting up at some stupid early time. But once you get used to doing that, it actually is easier to get it done in the mornings, you know, and you feel better the rest of the day if you get your run in early in the morning. That's the way I feel anyway. I agree. I think you have more energy and it sets the tone for the day better doing it in the morning. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and, and like you said, is it easy? Well, no, even the easy runs, not like you said, not always easy by any means. And most of the time, not easy, but, but it's like you said, sometimes your biggest fight is between your ears. It's, it's your own, it's in your head and you just got to get up and put your shoes on and get outside. And usually once we all get started, I don't care if it's the first quarter mile, first hundred feet, first half mile, once you get started, it's like you said, it's all, it's all worth it. And you're glad you did it. Absolutely. Well, dude, you placed third in your age group, which is 45 to 49, at Jacksonville for the age group national series race, man. So tell us how the race went for you, man. You didn't run on Saturday, did you? Did you run Saturday? I did did not. And I I like, well, I like all distances, but I feel like I do better at supers uh, as far as my running than I do sprints because on sprints, we all know you can't, you can't waste any time. That's right. And, um. But, but yeah, so I, I, last year, um, I just, I come in on Friday, raced on Saturday and had to get back, leave Sunday to be back to work Monday. Well, this year kind of worked out different. I bought, I bought a season pass and I think me and you talked about that last year. Right. I took your advice and bought my first ever season pass. <laughs> so this year work's been like really crazy and I, I'm no different than anybody else. It's, it's a good thing that works crazy, but works um, unusually busy um, this time of year for us and, and busier than normal this year. But me and my wife work for the same company. Um, I'm outside sales, customer service, and she's uh, she, she works inside with a lot of other men and women. And she's she's got more brains than me. She's younger than me. But it, it was really like between that and our son still playing basketball, which we ended up missing his game, um, which was a, it was a big game, like a conference game. Um we just didn't know that it was going to go as far as it went, as far as uh, end of the season with their tournaments. But it ended up working out this time. We come in super, super late Friday. I chose not to race Saturday and then just concentrated on Sunday. But I wanted to be there Saturday um, for the experience and the distance, but it didn't work out. So I only raced Sunday this week, this this past weekend. But it was a good race. They had a, they had a, a large turnout. When I first got there, I probably got there 
six thirty. We got there at six thirty. Right. Um, and my mom, being from Jacksonville, Florida, I, it's like that venue is probably twenty minutes from where I was born and raised. So, me, mom, and my wife got there probably around six thirty, and it, and it was like they pulled us closer to the front, and I didn't see any VIP parking, any of that stuff, um, as far as Spartan Plus. So I just was like, man, I I figured there'd be more people there at that time than what was there. So I was kind of like wondering how good the turnout was Saturday. But the more I got talking to people, they said it had a really good turnout Saturday. And once it got into Sunday, um, a little later, boy, the people showed up. Um, So I was nervous. I get nervous before all these races. And I've listened to your podcast and, and, and a few others, but I do put too much pressure on myself, but I just think if, I, if I'm putting in this time and, and, and money traveling, which the traveling and seeing the people in the OCR and the competition, I think all that's priceless. Sometimes you just can't put a, like, can't put a price tag on it. Right. But I want to do good. I don't want to go out there and just get smoked and I want to improve. And I know that I'm racing myself more so than, than some of these other guys. Cause me out running cold to Rosa, I don't mean this mean, it ain't gonna happen. I mean, I'm just like being realistic. He, he's a he's a beast. He's a cannibal. Oh, he is. He is. He is um, a freak of nature. Yeah. And, and and of course, everybody loves him. And and I look up to him. I tell him that. I've told him that a few times. Me but I too. Said, man, you don't you don't have any idea what you do for people like like let's say me and Scott and, and other age groupers. I say because man, you're 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 never cocky. You're always down to earth. Right. You destroy you destroy all of us, <laughs> and you and, and you do it with class. And man, he outruns, like you said, he outruns a lot of people, not just us. But to to even be up there on the podium with him, which is always like that's one of that's been one of my goals. Um, you got to work your butt off because it's like you said, ain't nobody gonna give you anything out there in this sport, and you got you got to earn it. That's right. So, but I do. I get really nervous, and I wish I could not be so nervous and put so much pressure on myself. But I feel like I did pretty good with that um, on Sunday. But man, it, it was. Uh, there was a lot of people in the crowd and uh when they when they you know when they turned us loose it it bottlenecked like quick so we went from you know i was just a maybe two or three rows back um from bruce and and kevin and a bu- bunch of other age groupers right. and man the next thing i know like a few hundred foot in you're bumping elbows you're running over each other no one like me and the people that bounced off each other, male and female, none of us meant to. We're trying to give each other room. Right. But it went from that wide corral really tight before they put you out in that field um, to, to run over the, you know, where last, I think last year they had the, the hay bales. Yeah. But it got super tight. And it, uh, it it took me a while. Honestly, it got so tight and so many people on top of each other. Um, it, it took me a little bit to get myself out of that predicament. I got myself in, but I guess I should have got up front. But should have got up front by Bruce. <laughs> I know. You, you feel like, I mean, I, w- I wasn't showing up 30 seconds before they got in the crowd, but I feel like, I, I didn't feel like I was that far back standing waiting to go in the crowd. Right. But when you get up there, you feel like, I don't want to be like that guy moving people out of the way to go to the front. Right. But this time, like, it truly, it, it messed me up. And it messed others up. It ain't just poor Kenny. It messed up a lot of people because, like I said, it got tight out of there in a hurry. But next time, I, I'm like, I'm going to go to the front. I don't care where it's at in the front. Somewhere, I'm going to go to the front. Because um, you don't want to be you don't want to be that guy knocking people down by accident, just trying to get to the front to right. pace yourself against Bruce and others, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it was a, it was a great race. The mud was um, – there's always water in Florida, and, and Spartan's going to find – 
you know, Garfield and them um, are going to find the toughest places to put the obstacles and, and, and make you do the heavy carries or whatever. But I can honestly tell you, I've never seen um, the type of mud that they had in a few areas of that course. I ain't never seen anything like it. So it muddy. I talked to Bruce a little bit, and Bruce told me that, you know, that registration got backed up and all the, the waves kind of went out kind of tighter together than they would otherwise because they were running behind. But I heard from a bunch of people that they said that when they got to the sandbag that they had to wait a while to get sandbags. Was that the case when you got there too? It was horrible. I, I've never, when I say horrible, again, Spartan does a great job and we love it. But yes, I've never had, I mean, I had to wait minutes. I don't mean like, and I know minutes feel like hours and hours feel like days and days feel like weeks, but I'm not exaggerating. There was a pile of people having to wait. And when I got there, um, and I'd run pretty hard to get to that point, and I did screw myself up coming out of the corral. But when we got there, there was already a few people waiting in front of me, and there was zero men's bags at all. Wow. So you're having to wait on individuals to bring one at a time from the carry. And then you had people running up that were frustrated, and they didn't care to be that guy and they were jumping in front of people oh, and man. grabbing bags but it was a cluster i mean uh, 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 with a capital c it was it cost i would say it cost everybody at that point um maybe maybe not as bad at the at the people that started up front and ran hard and got there but it had to cost everybody some time but when i was done with my carry scott i'm not kidding you if there was let's just say there was a few dozen waiting when i was there there was two or three times that when I got through with my carry. Oh, waiting. I mean, no it shouldn't happen, but in the occasion that it does happen, everybody needs to keep their cool, form a line in okay. the, as you get there, you know, and you wait your turn until the bag gets there. And it's unfortunate. And yeah, it does suck because like you said, the people up front probably got there earlier and they didn't have to wait as long, you know. So that does suck, but people don't need to be, like, jumping ahead or, you know, or fighting or anything like that because in days of past, when they would always have double carries at National Series Race, like, we were in Asheville in 2017, I think. Uh, might have been 2016. No, it was 2017. We got there, and we were carrying doubles, and we had to go up this hill and loop around and come back. And so we're halfway up this hill, and all of a sudden, this guy comes running by us with one bag. And, like, everybody's just, you know, saying, like, what the hell, you know? And he's like, they're running out of bags. They told me to only take one. So, you know, that, that sucked, too, you know? But... If everybody's only carrying a single bag and everybody, you know, I understand the frustrations that's going to come with the situation, but everybody's got to keep calm, keep cool, stand in line, you know, and take their turn as, you know, as they got there. I mean, that's the fairest way to make a bad situation right. And when Spartan runs out of bags like that, you know, I hope they have, you know, Hopefully the volunteers got a radio and be like, hey, we're out of bags. I need some help over here. And like an actual staff member can come there and be like, form a line. It's unfortunate. We're running out of bags, but this is the fairest way to get you through the obstacle. You know what I mean? 
or something. Oh like yeah, that. I, I I agree. No, I agree wholeheartedly. And I, all I can figure is it happened like you said. It happened like in, in the blink of an eye, and maybe there wasn't communication. Maybe there was, but it, it, when I first got up there, it wasn't like it was just me and one guy. Right. That fast, but people were kind of lining up. Like you were to the left, I was to your right. Somebody was to my right, standing in front of the wooden bins waiting on somebody to come with a bag and i figured we'd go in order and it kind of started out like it kind of looked like it was going to start out like that and i figured the volunteer probably at that point like was deer in the headlights like what what am i going to do right snow bags we're in trouble but then like you said you had them people coming up and if there was any kind of line or respect that you beat me here and you're on my left um you get the bag first yeah that, that's messed that, up it, it was out it was out the window so i just hope they learn from it and like you said at the next race, when they have this kind of turnout, um, have more bags. Right. You got, you got to do something. Cause like you said, you'd hate to see you lose a race or anybody lose a race over something that's out of their control right. where you had to wait example, two minutes longer than me. Well, two minutes is a lot to make up. And I mean, I, I don't know about you. I feel like I can hold my own running, but uh, I'm not cold to roses, so I'm not going to make up two minutes. I mean, that, that's a lot of time. It is, you know, and you know, and it was, and I mean, it's unfortunate because I mean, I, cause didn't they have like, what did they run out? The youngest, uh, and what the, like the twenties and the older crowd went out first age group. I think, I think so. Um, I should be able to answer that question, but I was doing my warm up, and it took me a little longer. Um, I got the one part done early, but then on the other stuff that I was doing, I kind of cut it a little bit close. So I'm not going to say I didn't watch you know, any right. body take off. I did see the elites take off. Uh, obviously, they went before us. Um, and their, their crowds, of course, were, you know, we're not crowded. But we know that the elite um, fields, especially at a non-national race, hadn't been as crowded. Yeah. But I, I think you've got that right as far as the age brackets so they turn loose first. And then they had the trail race that they had to squeeze in there and let them out too. So they were probably they trying to catch us. up on the waves and they probably only put like a five or ten minute gap in between y'all instead of the normal 15 minute gap. So, but uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's unfortunate, but you know. Especially if people are getting there and jumping the line and snatching bags. I mean, that's that's unfortunate that something like that happens. I mean, it's got to be one of those things where, you know, you got to form a line and just make the best out of a bad situation. Because that's what it is. Yeah, that's all you can do. And and even some of the other obstacles that you come to. Now, the mud, like I said, I, I, I can honestly tell you, usually a tough mudder. And I don't do, I don't think I've done a tough mudder since the year that I did World's Toughest the only year I did World's Toughest, um, that you volunteered. But usually you think, like, usually uh, a, a Tough mutter has more mud, per se, than a Spartan. And, of course, you can help each other in, in Tough mutter, right. and you can't in Spartan. But what I'm trying to say is normally there's there's always going to be wet parts and muddy parts, but that mud was next level <laughs> um, to anything I've seen at a Spartan race in a long time. But, and, and it was narrow, so there wasn't like, even though, I feel like you do better with some of your heavy carries. You're faster than me on the heavy carries. Um, it went like short or tall. Anybody's going to run through, A, the crowd, B, it was narrow, C, that mud was like really tall, no matter if you, what, yeah, what height you were. That sandbag looked like it was the same place that it was in 2020, and that was that was nasty then, too. 
I think it was. I think I mean, you're exactly right. That course looked almost a lot like the 2020 course. I, I think it was. And again, last in 20, well, in 2020 or 20, I got my years messed up. Yeah. Last year, I ran on Saturday and not Sunday. Right. Last year, there was definitely parts um, on the super where it was like, I'm just saying for me, knee deep or more on the, the, the water that you ran through. And it might have been a mile or more of it. This time, I won't sit here and tell you there was as much like tall, wet areas on Sunday because that, that wasn't the case. And, and of course, it was a sprint. But the mud, yeah, no comparison in, in my opinion. The mud this year versus, you know, versus last year. But even some of the obstacles you come to, you had to wait. Like I had to wait a little longer than normal by far at the, at the spear throw. Now I made it, which, you know, I think last year I made one spear throw out of the <laughs> six, seven, eight races. I mean, right. it, was, it was horrible. It was a train wreck. Years past, me and you've talked about this when it was, hey, I got where I was pretty, pretty good at it. And we had a farm, so I would pile two two big round bells up that we would feed the cows and I would throw and practice. Right. Well, the farm's been gone um, <laughs> for a few years and they went to styrofoam. Um, I guess it's like a styrofoam. Yeah. Man, I, I suck at the styrofoam, but uh, I made this one, but I did have to wait a while and I was getting antsy because it was more than like waiting, you know, two or three, four or five seconds, 10 seconds. I had to wait to get to the spear throw to throw. Wow. So, uh, but even some of the burpee pits at these things and some of these things, I've never seen them overflowing with people like that. I mean, I'm talking 50, 60, 70 people spread out everywhere at some of the obstacles. And that's not an exaggeration doing burpees. So it was just crazy. So, and I know that like the real bad muddy section that you had to run through was that penalty loop that was for the spear in 2021 and it was right after helix you went into the woods and went through that trench of muddy water wasn't it i think you're right your memory is better than mine you're 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 well you're smarter than me one you're better three (laughs) i I think your memory is better than mine but yes i do remember that like you said going out it was it was a muddy mess and um pretty tall pretty thick mud as well because my buddy Michael, he was telling me that the Z-Wall was just covered in all that mud because it was right after that, too. I think I made the spear that year. I, I honestly am pretty sure I made the spear the year they had the... Uh, the penalty loop. Um, the that penalty loop. Yeah. Yeah, I got no luck with the penalty loops. I've yet to, that I can recall, I've yet to do a penalty loop. But usually when I miss one, spear throw or if I mess up on a tire or, or whatever it is. Um, darn it. Like, it, uh, I want to say it was... I want to say it was fateful last year. Um, I did really good until the end, and then I missed my spear, maybe something else. And of course, there's no, there's no penalty loop for a spear. It's always the, burpees. the, the lovely burpees. But but yeah, um, I wish sometimes if I was to fail something, it would have the penalty loop. Whether we need to do penalty loops for burpees, that's a whole other discussion. I, right. I wouldn't go in there. But I don't think I've ever done. Like honestly, I don't know that I've ever done a penalty loop. I usually end up doing burpees. I've only had to do one penalty loop, and it was the first lap of the Carolina Ultra this year. I mean, the Olympus wall just had ice all over it, and I made it about halfway. And I I ran that penalty loop, and it wasn't long at all, but it was really sketchy. Like, I tripped two times on it, and that was the only time I tripped during the whole race was on the penalty loop for Olympus. The second time coming around, it, it was no problem at all. It would already dried up. It was no issue at all. But when it had that ice on it and your hands were cold, it was a pain. Yeah, 
for that's sure. That's a game changer. And I fight my hands like you fight your hands. Yeah. Um, it can be 60 degrees out. My my hands, but my knuckles up are like, I'm not saying I can't feel them, but they're really cold. And when my hands get cold, I do struggle, like you said. I struggle, period, with my hands, whether it's whether it's just getting the phone out of my, my naked running belt or, or trying to do an obstacle. It's like my hands turn into bricks. And they get yeah. really stiff. But, but yeah, it's uh, weather and do um, is, is in cold is like it's a game changer. It for absolutely sure. is. It absolutely for is. sure. So when you come out of this the swampy area and you get to Z Wall, what did did you make the Z Wall? I did, and I, I was nervous. I tried not to let it get in my head completely, and I seen some people hitting the grass and trying to wipe um, the mud off. But there was so much mud, me and you, and it was in my. It was in my eyes, my nose. Like I didn't fall, but it was just. I'm a shorter guy. I'm like five six, five seven. It like it was. It was to for me. I was like, it's useless. Just go up there, wipe them on the on the wall on the wood before you start. And I did. And I went to the very left outside corner, um, and laid with my left hand, and and I was able to get through it. So I was thankful. But it was packed mud. Um, it wasn't no, it, it wasn't like there was a clean lane that I seen. Everything, like you said, when you come out, it wasn't maybe several hundred feet, maybe, from when you come out of that muddy section to get on the Z wall. But I was able to get through it. Yeah, that's awesome. So pretty much the rest of the race after that was like in the motocross park, right? Yeah, for the most part. Um, it seemed like it took us out to that corner, kind of, sorta. And again, my memory's not the best. Kind of, sort of, where we had the bucket carry last year. Right. It seemed like it was, you know, that was pretty close again. Um, I don't think the course was a ton different. Um, I don't think it was like a lot of new parts. And again, this was a a, a sprint versus me last year doing the the super. Right. But but yeah, they definitely tied in a, as much, if not maybe even a, a little bit more, if, if that's possible, of the motocross track. They did really. I mean, they did a great job. They always do a great job. Garfield always um, does a great job. They really do. And I remember back in the day when Steve Hammond was doing them, whether it would be Asheville, I don't remember if he just did national races or what he did, but I'm not going to lie to you. There was sometimes like when I seen him there, I'd, there I'd, go, I'd go get nervous again because I'm like, you know, this course is going to kick your butt. Like, you know, yeah, it's going right. to, no matter how good you are. But that's what makes it, I mean, I think that's what also makes it exciting. We don't want it to be easy. If it was easy, everybody'd be doing it, you know? That's right. But yeah, so they the 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 bob wire the, the the crawl course was up uphill. It seemed to be um, it seemed to be longer. Um, I think I think they it, it was definitely it appeared like it was wetter. I don't remember if the sprinklers were going on Sunday or if they just went on Saturday. But I remember saying somebody said that they had sprinklers going um, on the bob wire crawl. But were, it definitely seemed it seemed longer. Were you losing traction, like trying to climb up that hill under the barbed wire because it was so muddy, or was it kind of dried up from the day before? There were some big ruts, and I know sometimes the ruts would help me as far as not getting my my shirt or my um, shorts caught in the barbed wire. Right. So I'm bad. I'm bad to like keep keep my butt raised a little bit more than I need to raise, and I always catch it usually a few times too many, but. But there were some areas the 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 it rutted out where people went through was good, and then there was other areas honestly where, like you said, even though it might have been not as firm and wet and loose, um, it it wasn't like it was packed and you couldn't move. But I remember I had to split a few people and tell them, "Hey, I'm coming between you." Right. 
um, because they were just they were they were going slower than what me and you and, and others would go. Right. But um, it was kind of a mix. I didn't do all of one or all of the other. I kind of mixed it up. Right on. So, so what what obstacles were left at that point? The rig and yeah, the rigs didn't have and I, and, and I'm I'm terrible with memory. Um, the rigs didn't have the big ropes, and I fell off that rope on the last rope at um, Asheville, right? Which was late fall. So the rigs, um, of course, we didn't have beater for the sprint. We didn't have some of the ones that people did on Saturday, right? Um, and of course, the the one was just nothing but rings. It didn't even have the pipe on it for the sprint. I, I figured it would. Right. I mean, I'm not compla- I'm not complaining because your hands were pretty muddy. Like you, there was a few times um, we started out. There was some some dew and, and some moisture in there. No rain, just just heavy fog and dew. Right. But and then of course you went through, like you said, you went through the water, and I guess in the first mile or so. But there was numerous times where either got you wet or the obstacles still had like the like the monkey bars still had some some moisture on them. But there was a few times along the way you could run and get your hands dry. Yeah. But it seemed like off, off my memory, um, which isn't good. It seemed like on the on the, the back side, you were more your hands were either wet or muddy, and you just had to like dry them the best you could and suck it up and get through the obstacle the best you could. You know. Yeah. Um, the the carry you, you can't. I'm not say you can't ever tell what the carry's laid laid out like. But I think unless you're coming off a mountain and can kind of look down, you don't ever know if it's a Spartan helmet or what it is. Right. And I seen where Garfield posted that after the fact, but I knew the carry seemed as long, um, bucket carry, as long or longer. Uh, it, it could have been the same, but it seemed um, it was pretty tight. You could get too wide, but when you were going into a, a corner, yeah, you're faster than me carrying the bucket. You'd have to just kind of say, hey, Kenny, you know, coming to your left, coming oh, your to left, your right. Yeah. It was tight. It was tight, um, but but it, but it was good. But they did a great job. It was um, it was a it was a great race. I, I, but you know, there were so many people out there. I didn't know. I knew Bruce was up there, and I recognized some of the other people's faces and knew they were good. Um, you go to a national a national series race, of course. There's going to be it's stacked, and of course this year with the new um, age group national series. Yeah. I, I was just want, I was wanting to do my best, and don't get me wrong. Yeah, I was wanting a podium, but I've never podiumed at a national race before. Me but I didn't see, I didn't see like, I didn't see you, I didn't see Bruce, I didn't see a lot of people. There was just so many people at some of these obstacles you come to, you like, you couldn't keep track of who was where, you know. Yeah. So you kind of were just, which that's and, probably the case a lot of times, especially because they run the waves so close together too. Yes. Yeah, it was a blur. So, um, I knew my running, my running's improved. Um, and, and I still got a lot of, a, a lot of room for improvement like anybody else, but I felt like my running was good, but I just had no clue. Being honest, I had no clue from the bottleneck that I screwed up from where I started coming out of the corral, um, all the way through, like through the thing I knew that I was doing, I, I can do pretty good on obstacles, but I think people like you, Bruce, Cole, um, Jeremy, whoever, um, faces and people that I recognize in these races, I think y'all probably can get on them and get them, get across them, get off of them quicker than me. Um, and I know that like, you well, have that's to just to time and experience, man. The more races you do, the the more ways you'll figure out how you can move your body through an obstacle. Because I realized that I've been doing the in, in vertical 
the inverted wall. I've been doing it a certain way for, for years. And uh, this year or last year, I tried doing it a different way where I used to would put one hand on that lower bar and put one hand on the top of it. And then I would kind of bounce up and over it and doing that way. And now I've, I've figured it's just a little bit faster to jump up and put both of your hands on the top and just swing into it and push off and you can get over it a little bit, just a little bit quicker, you know? And it's just, it's just time and experience. The more you do these obstacles, you know, every once in a while something will happen and you'll, you'll figure out or you'll see somebody else do something a certain way and you'll be like, you know what, that was a little quicker and I'm going to start, you know, and I'll kind of use that when it's available there. And so... You know, it's but just that, it, it is time and experience, and I didn't mean to talk over you. And I think no that's where sometimes running like more than because I always run one race for the most part. One race, you see me, give it my all, and then we head out. Whether it be for time with the family, or a lot of times with with Crystal, my wife, she's like, "Hey, if we're going to like last year, we went to West Palm, Boca Raton, that area for that race." Now I tried running it on a Saturday. Um, and it was sold out. I didn't have the season pass, so I had to do the Sunday, which right. I think both days at that venue were sprint only. Um, but she likes, like, hey, if we're going to go there, spend the money, spend the time. I'm taking time off work. Can we have a day to go do some things that I want to go do? Well, right. obviously, me and, I mean, me and her and Anna Austin, we have a blast. He's kind of over the racing at this point. Right. Um, if it ain't basketball <laughs> or cars or trucks, he's really not, like, he's really not down to do it. Right. But... But I do think that would help me um, doing some, like you say, some fun runs and, and me and you out there running on the day prior, which you run hard both days, so I can't use that example. Yeah, but, but like a lot of times we'll do like a second lap, you know, like a, we'll do an go. extra sprint lap and we'll all stay together and we'll go out there and have fun and, and we'll practice the obstacles, practice going the right-handed side of Olympus and then the left-handed side of Olympus, same thing with the Z-Walls and uh, practice different techniques and try to figure out which way feels more comfortable you know because the longest kind of time I would always take the right side of an Olympus wall when it first debuted I always went right side on Olympus wall well I got to where I was starting to try it on my left side and I actually like it better going on my left side and so I've been doing it that way ever since you know it's just it's trial and error and you but when you when you're in a race in the heat of the moment you're not going to you're not going to take a risk you're going to try what you know so you know that's what's cool about doing a fun lap and cool about having a season pass is is now you can go and sign up for an extra lap and it only costs you the insurance fee which is $14 but even even this too like when we were in Nashville you know Nashville had that gnarly rig at it and uh we were already cleaned up, you know, had our flip-flops on, you know, and the rig was right there in the festival area. We just walked around the fence and just practiced doing it a couple of times when there wasn't people coming through. I mean, and it was the open wave already by that time anyway. I mean, not saying, I mean, the staff might get on to you for doing that, but, I mean, they didn't care at that race at that point in time. Yeah, you wouldn't hurt nothing, and that's smart. So that's what, that's something I need to work on for sure. Um for sure. And like, I know, I know I need to, not that I don't train and try to do stuff um, the best I can at the house. We just moved like probably six weeks ago. Oh, wow. So we were over on Watauga Lake and we've moved now back to, we sold it and we've moved back to Shady Valley. 
and we're renting a, a house from from one of my bosses and like I can only do so I'm limited no more than anybody else on what I can do I had some stuff set up in the little two-car garage um stuff hanging where I could practice my grip at the, the lake house that we owned yeah but and this is this has got nothing to do with where I like where I finished or I'm not making excuses I just got to figure that part out and I do put in the time but sometimes whether you work on your grip strength or not you've got to some people have um, gyms to go to that are close by. We don't have anything like that. We're kind of we don't even have a Planet Fitness. It's probably forty five minutes to get to a. Um, uh, there is a CrossFit gym that might be closer than that, but we're in the middle of nowhere, which is right. good living. It's fine, but I just have to improvise and figure it out. But sometimes, no matter how much of that stuff you do, there's still no substitute. I guess for like you said, doing the, uh, an extra lap of fun run, yeah, and practicing and playing and learning with the obstacles. Man, and anytime, anytime we're, we're at the same race together, uh, dude, just hit me up. I mean, because normally we usually always run an extra sprint sprint lap unless we have to get home quick. Like, we usually always run an extra sprint lap, and sometimes we'll do, like, an extra super lap, you know, if we have time, too. So, and man, join us. Anybody can join us, you know. We, I mean, we've met a lot of people, you know, from, you know, doing the podcast, and they'll jump in and do a fun lap with us after the, you know, the age group race happens or the elite race, you know. So, we all time. And, and those are the fun races, too, man. You go up there, you have fun, you joke around, you know, you're not killing yourself. We walk some, and then we just jog, and we all stay together. We're not killing ourselves because normally we'll race on Sunday, too, you know, so. I think them kind of times and moments is, like you said, it's priceless, man. I mean, oh, yeah. Because we're all busy, and everybody's got responsibilities. Right. Um, but like you said, mine and your friendship, and, and there's there's a handful of other people give or take that I like to like, I'd like to talk to everybody if I had time, yeah. but you don't always have that time. But man, like I just, I, I like hanging out. Like you said, we're good, easy people. It is. Have fun, make fun of myself. You make fun of me <laughs> once in a while. I might make fun of you. I mean, that's, that's good. That's good stuff, man. It is. It's just hanging around with friends, man. It's like family, you know, everybody's joking around, you know, we see each other at all these races and these relationships build, man. And it's just, it's like family. And, there's no other place I'd rather be, man. It's just hanging out with cool friends, having good times and good laughs. And it always is. Every race is always that way. It's always it a is. good time. It is. No matter if we get, if I get, like you said, just destroyed, um, which again, with, with Cole, it was every race last year. Um, you still, like you said, you still find all the other the positives that come out of it. And us yeah. just being out there doing it. And, and, us in shape and having the health and the ability to get out there and do any of it it's like you said man it is uh it's so much fun it's so much fun absolutely so kenny i want before we uh close on this talking about the race um a lot of people were having trouble with the rope climb did you make the rope climb i did but it was bad i had to i had to do like a few times to get to get up the rope and it was a mess it was people everywhere same thing um but i've never i don't know that i've ever seen a rope that muddy i've seen them wet uh, it ain't like i can just solve no matter what just go if it's dry obviously um now at this point if i can't get up a rope i'm in in trouble right but i'm gonna tell you what it was a mud fest as far as the ropes Ah, because michael said that when he was doing burpees he only saw one person make it up the rope while he was doing burpees the whole time It, it was so much mud on it like 
again, me, my, my memory, I, my memory is right on this one. It was like there was so <laughs> much mud on the ropes. The ropes didn't even feel like as thick as far as like his round diameter. Like it, it didn't feel like the same size rope. Wow. So much mud on them ropes. Damn. That's crazy. But so how did he do? Was he happy with his race? Um, yeah, I mean, he was, I mean, I think that's the only thing he said he failed was, uh, um, was the rope climb. He just couldn't get up it. He made everything else, but he was happy with it. Yeah. I want to say he was 20, maybe 20th or 20 something, but, uh, he's always smiling and, and I love, Oh yeah. You and him always kid back and forth once in a while when y'all do the podcast together. But that one y'all did that one time was, I can't remember if it was just you and him or if it was you, him and Leanne, but. Man, I, I still tell people about that episode. It's, I laugh so it's hard. It's probably Palmerton where we were busting each other's balls the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Awesome. Y'all been best friends a long time, I guess. It, yeah, ever since uh, Ohio Beast 2015. That was where I met him. We ran that whole race together pretty much, and we've been going to these races together ever since pretty much. Well, he gets on my damn nerves sometimes and i'm sure i get on his but i mean we're still good friends he's one of those people where i can hang around him for on these weekends all weekend long and then i'm good for a while until we have another race <laughs> <laughs> so that's 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 best friends and family best friends that that's what best friends and family do man is you get on each other's nerves you give each other hell oh yeah i, I mean me and my wife we uh we, we tell everybody, and most people back in the day, we had cattle after the racing, before the, no, not before the obstacle course racing, but it led into that. We had a, we had beef cows, we had a cow farm, and uh, we'd always tell people, it didn't matter if it was the, the preacher of the church that we went to, or you, or who it was, like, you do not want to come over two times a year when we vaccinate the cattle, right. the herd. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, no, no. Like, just trust me. Don't come on that day. Come a different day. And they'd always say, oh, yeah, let us come. We, we've seen it all. Me and my wife argue, man, they'd come one time. They'd never come back. And I don't think they, they never really looked at us the same after that. But, boy, we say some things to each other that um, I'm not proud of. But we lean on each other hard. But we love each other hard. And, and like that's what it's about. That's right, man. That's what it's about, man. So, man, I was looking at your finish times. And you were like 19 seconds behind second place. So given the backup at the sandbags and the weight at the spear throw, do you think that there was anywhere else you could have cut that and maybe pulled off second? I'd say off the carry alone. Not that, not that I walked. I didn't ever walk, but you've seen my, what I call slow run. It's your, it's your fast walk, you know, at best. So, yeah, I ran with him last year, and I know his face. I think it's like Rifleman. It's something. I, I know he's he's always got the USMC shirt on. But I ran right, last I year remember. with him. I think it's Chris. But either way, I know I knew his face. I knew he was good. Last year, we ran the whole race kind of sort of back and forth together. He asked me how old I was, and he was in a different age group. So I seen him um, before the race, said, hey, whatever. And I didn't know that he was, like, even in our age group. And, again, with all the crowd and the mess. It's um, hard to tell. It is. I, I don't know that I ever, like, seen him out on the course. But, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like my off straight up running, kind of like with you with your, well, with any of your races, definitely your, your ultras. You, you seem to really love that distance. You're good at all of them. But I feel like my running, like, I feel like I can run with most, with most people in our age group, straight up running. But then you throw in, like you said, the carries, the obstacles, everything that OCR is. 
I'm definitely gaining. Um, right. Man, you're I, fast, I that, dude. Like, I can't well, keep up with you. Isn't it Corey that you introduced me to? Is that his name, Corey, with the beard? Yeah. Great guy at, at, at uh, in Nashville last year? Yeah, he was there, too. Oh, he was there. And I, me and him ran together a lot. So on obstacles, and he'll tell you this, on obstacles, heavy carries, whatever, if I would, like, start to, not gap him, that's the wrong, start to get ahead of him, he'd be right back on me, if not past me, on some obstacles. And then I'd run back by him. He's running great. And he's yeah. awesome. He's a great guy. Yeah, Corey got but, better every single race I was with him at last year. Like, the race I met him at, we were, like, right beside each other the for most of the race. And then every race from then on out, like, I was behind him until, like, we got to, like, some heavy carries or obstacles. Like, he'd take off, and I'd be like, dang, I ain't even going to be able to run with him today, you know? Like, but Corey's getting really good. He's getting really fast, and I I probably won't be able to hang with him this year because I don't feel like I've gotten much faster this year. <laughs> you're you're fast. No, he's he he did good at, at off my memory, um, which stinks. He did good at Nashville last year. He, yeah, he did, did great. He did great at um at, at Jacksonville this year, last weekend. And I think I think I think he said, or I heard him say, or somebody talking to him after the race where he'd missed his spear mm. but he, he was he was running an awesome race but yeah man like i know i'm improving i know i got a lot of room for improvement but i feel like if it was straight up running let's just say we were all running the trail race oh you'd I smoke like, me no i'm not smoking yeah, you, you or anybody but i feel like <laughs> i feel like i can like compete for a win or compete for a podium at times and not every day is our, our best day you know no matter how oh, we yeah. train um or, or who our coach is some days are better than others but but yeah, man, I felt like my running was good, um, and I do think if it would have been me and him out there against each other, and, and he'd probably say the same thing. Yeah, I, I'd like to I'd like to have that do over with him nineteen seconds and try to make it up and beat him. But he he ran a great race. Um, everybody out there ran a great race. Yeah. Um, but I do I love the competition, man, and yeah, I'm looking forward to looking forward to my next race. I don't exactly know when I'm going. I don't think I'm going to be able to make the the next one. In the next one. Uh, slow at the next one in like two weeks for age group or uh, no i thought because slow yeah. is the elite series elite. race right that's not an age group one isn't isn't it big bear utah and and asheville and that's it right or is slow one of them too I don't, know. I don't know. There's five, and I know they say you got to do three or five, and again last. Well, year, maybe it is. It probably is. Then you're probably right. But I, I won't. And unless something major changes i won't be able to be at that one but i would like to do like you said I, i'm gonna try my best this year to do at least three of the five right um i'd like to slide in that fourth to have that that um that one race that we could drop but there's no way um short of a miracle that i'll be you know at, at, at five of the five or probably even four of the five i know but, bruce said he was going to do big bear in Asheville, and those were going to be his three but, and i'm leaning towards and i didn't i've not talked to bruce about which ones but i'm leaning towards our schedule towards uh, it. It one of them in Utah. I one of them's Utah, Utah, but the Utah is Utah. a beast distance. Well, I think uh, unless something changes with our schedule, I'm gonna have to do Asheville and Utah, and I've never been to Utah. Utah's so, beautiful. I've never been there, but just I've seen people just go out there and just do trails and not do Spartan. I mean, not Spartan race trails, but I mean that's just beautiful country. But that's on my bucket list. But we're gonna do Palmerton again, and it's that same weekend. We might do Utah next year because Leanne wants to go out there. So we're probably going to plan that for next year. That sounds awesome. You've probably done more 
um, of the venues that I have, but I, I've heard you talk about Montana, and I want to do it so bad. No, I've never and, been to Montana. I, I'm, that's me. I want to do Montana, yeah. too. I've done – the only trips we've really, like, traveled to, like, we've gone – we've done Dallas once, we've done New Jersey a few times, we've done Palmerton a few times, and we've done Killington a few times. And those are probably, besides all the drivable ones, you know, within – six or seven hours from me those are the only ones we've really done we've done virginia and but virginia wasn't a real special venue but that last year at wintergreen wintergreen was an awesome venue but uh besides that my, my boss has a place in uh near whitefish i think it's whitefish but he's like 45 minutes he says away give or take from that venue where they have it in montana so I, I wanted to go last year and I didn't pull it off. I want to go this year. I probably won't pull it off, but I, it's on my list too. I really want to go out there and do a race. Yeah, and it's it's always in May, and it seems like there's always a race that's closer. So because like Fayetteville yep. is the trifecta weekend, and I think it's like May 14th or 15th, and Montana's like the weekend before that. So you know, it's I would like to go to Montana, but I can save money and. You know, go to Fayetteville, you know, and not have to do all the extra, you know, travel and everything. So it's money and time. It's and, money and time. Yeah. Time's tough. I mean, money, <laughs> money's money's money. It comes and goes. Not that it's easy, but time, time, I feel like sometimes it's harder time wise to come up with the time to go out there and enjoy it than it is the money to go out there and enjoy it, you know, to oh. do it. Absolutely, man. And like, if I go to Montana or like Utah or something like that, I kind of want to go out there and like take a whole week, you know, and like do some sightseeing and stuff too. At least a few days. At, At least, least a few, few days. days right. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Because, you know, you, the whole weekend's going to be dedicated to the race. And then, you know, you want to take a few days to just, you know, do some local trails and eat some good food at some good <laughs> restaurants and stuff, you know? Yes, sir. Absolutely. So, 100%. Kenny, what other races you got planned this year? Like, what's next for you? It's kind of sad, but it's true. I don't have my, uh, not that I ever just do a hardcore schedule, um, but I know I've told you I'm going to try to hit at least three of the five for the national, um, age group national point series races. Right. And then I'm going to try to sprinkle in, um, I love some trail races. Um, I'll try to do some some trail races in between and then i'm gonna try to hit some obviously some of the regional races that are closer whether it be nashville again or fayetteville or or whatever else is on the schedule that works for 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 me crystal and austin cool um, but i'm gonna try to concentrate mostly on um obstacle course racing and with obstacle course racing mostly spartan and then like you said some trail races on on months that i cannot seem to get a spartan race in are you going to Conyers this month? No, we're going to be out of town, which I wanted to go, and I've never done that that venue, and I've heard you talk about it. It's, so a, good, it's a fun venue. I mean, I've done it a bunch of times, but I mean, like, if you've never done that venue before, it's pretty. It's a pretty eccentric venue. Like, even though it's kind of flat, there is some hills, but there's just some eccentricities to that terrain that make it a cool venue where there's some rock you'll run across. You usually run in this tunnel that goes underneath the bridge and they, they didn't have it at the last year, but most of the time they usually have this huge cargo net draped over this cliff. And it, it, you, it usually gets almost vertical. And I'd say it's like, I don't know, three or four stories tall. It's pretty cool. Wow. But yeah, it's a fun yeah. course. 
I'd like to go. My wife's got to go out of town for work, and um, not that I can't go to a race without her, but when my when I say that, I think I've got to go out of town as well. Right. Um, so that really kind of stinks because like I, we can be over there and give or take from where we're at in East Tennessee, probably I don't know five hours. Right. So that's that's pretty close. But no, I I won't I won't be at that one. Um, there was a trail race I did last year, and it was last minute trying to sprinkle in something because I couldn't get to an OCR race, a Spartan race, but it was uh, in Norton, Virginia. I think it was called like it, people that run trail don't 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 uh, don't make too much fun of me. But I think it was called like Cloud Splitter, right? And they had different different distances. They had like a hundred mile, then they had like a you know a, a fifty mile, then they had like a fifty k. Um, yeah, you got first at that race, didn't you? Well, I got I got I got I got second overall and first in age group. But the guy, dude, the guy that won was he might he. He was like Cole Rose. He checked out. I mean, he went out hard. <laughs> and I think ours was, I, I can't remember. I think it was like a 15, I'm just going to call it a 15-mile race, give or take. But he went out hard. I mean, he went out hard like we're going to go out for the sprint. And my boy never checked up. I seen him <laughs> at like at the turnaround, um, seven and a half, eight miles in, if it was 15 or 16 miles. Wow. And he was, sti- he was still in the gas. And that guy beat my eyes shut. I mean, it wasn't even a race. <laughs> he could have stopped. Started a fire, cooked him some lunch, and he still would have beat me and third. Me and third ran together. He was a younger guy, and I want to say he was from, like, the Kingsport area. Right. Um, probably early 30s, maybe, maybe early 30s. But that guy was in another time zone. Um, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, it was an awesome race. But I was going to say, you, you would really like that. Um, it had a lot of uh, elevation running. gain, a lot of climb. Yeah, technical running. You'd, you'd really like that one. And I know you do some trail races. And you do run bum, which I've not got the chance to do. They run at Grayson Highlands, and that's only probably an hour and maybe maybe an hour and a half, maybe right. from where we live. Um, I've been over there before, and I've just went over there and run some for fun. But I'd like to go do that venue. I know it always sells out, but they put on some good races. Yeah, man, that 10K that we did, it was called Quest the Crest. Man, that was... That was brutal, man. I mean, it was like you went up like three miles. I mean, you just went up. I mean, and I tried to just kind of do my slowest jogging pace as long as I could. And I, I mean, it come to a scramble in some place going over roots and all. But once you got to the top, it was like bombed down for three miles. And I was like, man, this is the longest three miles of downhill I've ever done. My quads were have never been so sore from running downhill from a race after I did that race. I we, guarantee it. Three miles downhill, that's that's next level. That's a lot. Like you said, a lot of downhill. I've yeah. never done three miles of downhill. And like, you know, Brian, he did the 50K the day before because we ran it on Saturday. I mean, Sunday was a 10K. And he did the 50K the day before. And he said uh, the 50K started on the same 10K course where you went up that first three miles. You went up that steep-ass climb, and then you finished out. Like, I mean, and you went up and down the rest of the race. But that was like, I mean, for a 50K starting off going up that steep climb, that's pretty intense. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't at Grayson Highlands, wasn't that at uh what's the name of that where you went and did that? Man, I can't remember. It's I, I know it. And, it's um, close to that mountain that's like maybe the tallest peak east of the Mississippi, maybe. 
What is I've it called? I've seen the registration, the people advertising for it, and it said there were certain parts for, for people that think they can run or not that you might have to get on all fours to get up, if that's the one you're talking about. And you, you did really good at it, I remember. Yeah, I but, can't. But I, I work in North Carolina, even though I live in Tennessee. Because there's, a, there's another seven-mile race that's called, like, Assault on Black Rock, I think. That's one that you might be thinking of, and if you finish it in a certain amount of time, they give you a belt buckle. I think it's like an hour and ten minutes. That might be it. But, like, the last hundred feet of that one, I think they say, yeah, you're on, like, all fours trying to get to the top. I think you're right. Yeah, that's a different – that's one I'd like to do that one, too. I want to say Brian may have done that as well, but, yeah, that's one I've always wanted to do because it just sounds like a cool race. Uh, you, You do good at it. You try to sell yourself short, but you do. You, you you're really good at running. You're really good at obstacles. You're, yeah, you're yeah. an awesome guy. I think a lot of a lot of people look up to you more than you realize, and and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, man. You're you're a super super guy. Hey, Kenny, man, I appreciate it, man. And you've always been a big supporter of the podcast, you know, man. You always reach out to me, man, and I and I appreciate that, man. And I like, man, I'm glad that you know that you did do that, you know. And I'm glad when everybody everybody does though, and I always enjoy hanging out with you at the races, man, and seeing you get on the podiums too man and like you did i know i know i was there in charlotte and nashville when you got on it man are you gonna be at charlotte this year i am oh I cool that's one of them. i think it's in april right yes yes so i forgot charlotte um cool i'll see everything. you there that's what you gotta look forward to as you get older is you forget everything if you don't <laughs> make notes or text yourself you forget it oh man i you, i used to make fun of my stepbrother all the time because i worked in my stepdad's <laughs> office and he was in his 30s, and, like, he'd just have this major bitch fit because he couldn't find his keys or he misplaced his wallet, and it was in a room. It was just somewhere, and I used to make so much fun of him. I was like, man, like, why can't you just come in and put it in the same place? And, I mean, I'm 16 or 17 years old, and the only way I can guess is is when you're that young, you don't have as much stuff on your mind. So it was easier to, like keep your stuff you know and remember where it was but like when you get older it's like you'll go in a room and be talking on the phone and you'll set something down and you'll be like where the hell did i put that so i totally am like reliving everything he was going through then <laughs> i miss i know man and me being a mechanic you know or working in the maintenance field it's like sometimes i'll look for a tool longer than it takes to fix what i'm working on it's so frustrating (laughs) yeah i used to laugh at my dad uh, my mom grandparents even my brother and now i'm not laughing anymore (laughs) all that that crap's coming 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 back for me and it's like yeah i keep my mouth shut now that's right it's coming back well hey kenny man we're already over an hour but you know i always ask people the same questions when they come on so to this day what has been your most favorite race and why and it could be a stock car race, man. I think, um, well, if we, I'm just going to say favorite race, not races. Favorite race will probably be, probably national, strictly because it was my first um, age group win. Was that? So national is probably my favorite last year. I was In 2021, that was your first age group? Yes. Unless, I don't think I'd forget. First Spartan age group, yes. I've won some little... Montauk, um No, you got it in Charlotte last year too, remember? No, no, last year in Charlotte, wasn't I wasn't I second? 
second or third. Oh, you're talking about you got your first first place. Oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. If I said that wrong, I apologize. My first. I might have heard it wrong. (laughs) My first. And I think Charlotte was my, um, I think Charlotte was my first podium, but my first age group win was at, at Nashville. So Nashville. That's awesome, man. That was a cool venue. I was talking to Leanne about how I liked that Nashville venue. I mean, it wasn't super steep, but Garfield just found all the best stuff at that more or less flat venue, and it was it was a great race. It was. It was an awesome race. Did you run the Super the day before, too? Uh, I don't... Because on, that... on the Super, we ran through that dry creek bed, and you wouldn't forget that if you did that. That, and you're talking about Nashville, right? Yes. Yes, I did. I did. That was so cool running through That's that awesome. dried up creek bed. That was it. Was just neat, man. It was just that was really cool. I enjoyed it. That was a fun I race. I wasn't sure how my my footing would do, and I talked over you, and I didn't mean to. It was a fun race, but it's like you said, it was like technical running as yeah. far as running the Appalachian Trail or wherever we all run. Yeah. But and I'm sure there was places you could slip and fall, which you you can on a trail. But it, it was awesome. You're exactly right. They they found the best of the best places to put us. Um, at that venue, so I thought it was great. Yeah, me too, man. I I'm, I'm want to go back to that one this year too. Um, so to this point, what has been your worst race or the race you liked the least, and why? West Virginia last year. Not that I have ever just like killed it at West Virginia, but last year because I had put in the time training, I felt like I knew what I could do on long runs, trail runs, not not pavement. And, uh, man, I got to that darn swim. It saved. I saved a lot for the backside after the swim. Right. Got to the swim and did something different than I did the year before, thinking my legs wouldn't cramp. And I might have been 100, I don't know, maybe 100 foot. I'd rounded the last corner, was on the straight part where you come out of the swim, and the cramp started. And I was like, well, maybe they won't, like, be too bad. And in that last 100 foot, it went from not being too bad it was all I could do to get out of the water. It looked like I crapped my pants. I mean, I was walking <laughs> bow-legged, and I was like, it'll, it'll, it'll pass. But then when we come out of there and went in that woods and went up that hill, I literally, I wish I had a camera, I climbed on all fours, most all that, trying to get my legs back working. So, <laughs> Man, you and me both, like, it. on the beast, <sighs> after that swim, it might not be right after the swim. It might be a mile or two after the swim, you know, but... I will start to cramp and I, and I, I can't figure after all the years I've been there and tried to fight or find something different to do. It's like, I never try to kill myself in the swim, but I guess it's just more or less taking that cool down from running so hot, so hard. And then you're in there, that water's cooler and you're not, you're doing weird motions that you usually don't do. I think that's just what brings it on, man. And this is back to my life. She makes fun of me. She's like, we live on a lake. Why don't you run, jump in the lake, and then get back out and run again? Yeah, Kenny, why don't you do that? Well, I said, well, you know, where was all this information before the race? She said, hey, you didn't ask. <laughs> she, she tells me she tells me stuff I don't want to hear, and she tells me the truth even when I don't want it. But right. I will try that for this year, um, and I plan on doing that race again. But I am going this year run and find somewhere to jump in. And usually the stuff up here in East Tennessee, it, we're a good month, if not more, behind on the water warming up in right. a true spring. Um, as in like Florida or even North Carolina. So 
I can't do any worse, so it's, it can only help. But I'm gonna try that this year. I gotta try something because it it ruined my race last year. I mean, I, I went from I don't know. I was running with Jason, which uh, um, I love racing with him. But he, I think he finished like I want to say he was on the podium, third or fourth. Oh wow! And I don't even remember where I ended up finishing. And I think he would have beat me that day. I think he had more than me that day. Period. He would have beat me regardless. But I just meant I, I don't even know where I finished. But it was it was not good. Yeah, I want to say I had my better finish there this year, but it's it's still just fighting the cramps towards the end, you know. It was like I was done with that race when that race was over. Like there wasn't much left, you know. And it's it's always that 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 way, you know. But I enjoy that venue so much and they haven't even announced that it's going to be at that venue yet because that's not no national series race or nothing this year. You go to the website, it still says to be determined for a venue there. I hope they have it there. I love that venue too, even though it kicks my butt. I love it and it's beautiful and I'm going to keep going back until I either keep sucking at it or improve and get better. Absolutely. Me too, man. All right, Kenny. So, like when you're coming into a race weekend, like what's your race routine, man? Friday night, Saturday morning, Sunday, I mean, or Saturday afternoon, if you're going to race on Sunday, like what's all your secrets, man? Tell us how we can be fast like you. <laughs> well, you ain't got to work too hard to be fast like me, but <laughs> I, I eat pretty clean anyway. I, I, I've got a, um, I think you said you've got an iron gut and, and my wife and son do too, but I don't. So I've had, I have to eat clean. I've been eating clean, pretty clean for years. And once in a while I can cheat. I'll usually pay the price if I want to have something to drink or something to eat that I shouldn't have or normally have. But I eat pretty clean all throughout the week. Um, if anything, I won't say I carb load, but I do um, try to get, whether it be steak, chicken, fish, the night before, if, if I can, a sweet potato. And I try to eat at least two or three um, balanced, heavier meals mm-hmm. on the day before a race. Then, then normally I would eat probably maybe maybe one if not two heavier meals. Right. Um, but everything else I do pretty much the same as far as my training and my race and as far as what I take pre workout or 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 after the race for recovery, all that's kind of the same. So I just try to eat right and then work on stuff on the distance of the race for hydration. Um, like you said, try not to cramp. But I also got to be careful because I. I um, I might have to wear a diaper so I don't crap my pants <laughs> if, I, if I get too far out there um, on my diet. So it, it, my stomach, it really does. It, it sucks. So, I've gotta, so what do you use for fuel? I mean, you know, having a touchy stomach, like do you got a certain brand of gel you stick to? or? I really stick to pretty much um, uh, the, the Sur, Sur Performance, Salt Red. Right. It's, it's, it's easy on my stomach. And Duralete, I've been, I, I started out with them using their peels. And then I've switched to the the uh, the powder, and it, it does pretty good. I, my stomach's gonna get upset before a race, and sometimes even before training. Being honest, like no matter what I use, but some things it's like out of control, and it stays that way for you know quite some time. Yeah. But between between the uh, Alt Red and the Endure Elite, um, that's what I would take before the race. During the race, I've tried gels. I've I've tried all kinds of different stuff. Lately, I heard, um, it, I don't remember whose podcast, but I, I was already using some Endurolite stuff that I was putting in if I was taking, um, you know, taking uh, my naked running belt or a, a vest with me. Right. But I, I've started putting some honey um, 
from the maple dude. I put some of it in with the Endurly in my in my drink canisters, and that does pretty good on my stomach. And that seems to really help when I do my my training runs um, on the Appalachian Trail or wherever I'm able to go. Yeah, you know, 15, 16 miles. It does pretty good on my stomach. Always during the run. Sometimes I pay the price a little bit after <laughs> the run, but that's a lot of times on me if I didn't if I didn't eat right before I went and did my long run. You know. Right. So, how did you fuel? How did you fuel for world's toughest mutter? Well, my wife did. She helped me on that one. She used to be real good at helping. She is real good, but I know she's going to listen to this. But she used to be real good at getting me advice and researching this and researching that. And then when I went like all in, like crackhead deep, is in the gas, she kind of backed out because she's like, you know, you can't just have fun. You got to be so competitive and try to win races. She quite, she kind of quit for a while. On yeah. helping me, but she put that together. way to go, Kenny. Um, I know, I know, man. Leave it to Kenny. Leave it to Kenny. But she and a buddy that uh, uh one of my best friends, um, we've worked together, um, in in the steel industry, and we work together now. He, um, him and her pitted me, so they did the research. But they had, um, they had different things. They would ask me what I want, but I didn't like. I didn't. I had done it before, and and I've only done it maybe a few. Maybe even one. I can't remember if it's one or two. Ultra Beast, but I had tried the gels and other things along the way, and I went like too far with them, and would get like, you know, stuff. My stomach would just kill me. Right. And um, <laughs> you'd run in misery for a few miles until you could halfway get it, you know, moving through your through your body. Yeah. But she put all that together, and and it worked good. Like I never overate, but I didn't undereat. But it was a whole hodgepodge, um, whether it be gels or liquid, and and. I think back then I even tried spring energy. I tried all kinds of different things. Right. But I think it was more food and, and calories in my um in my drink than it was per se gels. Right. Off my memory. How many how many laps and miles did you get at at, at World's Toughest Money? You may have told me got, before. I know I got fifty. I can't remember if it's fifty oh, cool. or fifty five, but I'm still called fifty. But it was my first one ever uh, my my first ever um, world's toughest mother and I'd never run that distance, but I quit once I got my 50, I'm just gonna call it 50 miles. Right. I quit at like, I, I don't remember exactly, but let's just say nine 30. Right. I had plenty of time. I could have kept going as long as I, um, till one 30, as long as I would have started my last lap before I think it was noon. Right. But I knew I wasn't gonna get no 75. And, <laughs> um, so I quit, but I do regret, I should have kept going to see how far I could have got. Really? because yeah. i'm doing my first world's toughest motor this year and and my goal is to just go and get i want to get 50 miles and i want to have fun and i want to try to stay out there for 24 hours you're gonna yeah. that's my you're, goal you're good at endurance running now i don't know like you said florida with the, the beach sand or whatever they're doing that's gonna be a whole other deal right but at least you won't you shouldn't you shouldn't i, I say that and i'll jinx you at least you shouldn't have the the colder temps god i hope not um I hate that was the worst part because it was man when it was I left older. from volunteering at 2019 it was already pretty damn cold because I was up there dry as I could be and I had I know I'd already put like a jacket on I had a long sleeve shirt on you know and I had some I had some water boots on because it was wet up there on pyramid scheme because all the mud people were bringing over it and everything but I was already getting cold, and I'm—I mean, I wasn't doing anything but pouring Crisco oil on the on, on Pyramid Scheme. That was all I was doing all night. <laughs> but yeah, it was getting cold, and I was not sad that I did not sign up. 
Yeah, it was. And sitting there is even worse, but it was cold. No, it was cold. Um, I, 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 that was the hardest part. And I almost quit once, if not twice. And uh, my wife and my buddy, he didn't get on me as hard as he usually would. But Crystal didn't have no problem getting on me. But I had all but quit. And they're like, no, no, no. You come this far and you're on track. You can, like, you're on track late in the race to do what you're wanting to do. Your goal, you got to go. Right. So it took me a little bit. Um, they had to get on me pretty good. But once I got back out there and got moving, um, it worked. And the sun coming up is going to be your favorite part. Um, it's just the coolest experience. But I think you'll, I think you'll get more than, I think you'll get more than your 50 miles. And that's honest. You're, you're, you mean you're a good runner and you're really good at long distances. So uh, I'm excited for you. I knew you had signed up. So. Yeah. You're, you're gonna love it. I think I think I am too. You know, I just I don't want to. I know that people go there and they suffer, but I'm not one of those people. I don't want to run myself into an injury for a goal. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't want to screw up running for the next six months because I push too hard at a race. You know, so I like I said, I just want to go out there. I want to have fun and I want to try to get 50 miles. You know, if I start getting some really really bad pain. I'm not going to sacrifice, you know, future training to keep going to hit a mileage distance, you know. I'm just I just want to go and have fun, you know. But I, I plan on doing, you know, walking early. I'm not planning on trying to go out there and run 50 miles as fast as I can. So Well, and I didn't either. I didn't either. There was times like you said I definitely I definitely walked and power walked yeah. and ran, but I tried it seemed like I don't really remember cramping, jumping on me as much as the the colder temps. Right. Not saying it didn't, um, but it wasn't like West Virginia cramping. Or I would remember, remember it, but yeah, if you just keep moving. But it seems like when it's that darn cold, um, it, it, it's best like you. It, even if it's a real slow jog, it warms you up a lot better than than walking. Right. But you'll crush it. You'll do. You'll do great. You're gonna. You're gonna like it. It's like you said. It's completely different. Um, Tough Mudder versus Spartan, but dude, that world's toughest. It was cool. And that year, I did what was it? Tougher, toughest, yeah. the twelve hour, and then and then world's toughest to try to get me to get me somewhat ready for world's toughest. But you'll you'll do great. You're gonna love it, man. I hope so. I'm looking forward to for it. Sure. You know, something different, and it's down in here in Florida, and hopefully it'll be warm. My luck, it'll be the first year Pensacola gets snow. <laughs> I hope not. And Florida does get cold, and I know you know this from living in Georgia, and I know we've went way too long, but the humidity affects absolutely the, the, the dampness, the coldness. Uh, you know, people, in, they make fun of them. Um, North Carolina, the people that I work with, even though I live in Tennessee, I work in North Carolina, they make fun of folks in Florida being cold, but I'm like, hey, until you're down there, if they're down there in the 30s and 40s yeah. with that humidity, it, it feels a lot colder than that than it does whether it's in the teens up here in the mountains yeah i'd say it's probably like a 20 degree swing really like 40 degrees here probably feels like 20 up north i would agree with that yep well kenny man hey i appreciate you taking the time to do this man and congratulations on uh winning a uh, third in your age group at the series man and good luck to you the rest of the season and i hope you're able to uh maybe uh get on the podium at all three races you decide to do man i'm gonna give it everything i got and i appreciate your time and thanks for your friendship and uh, you ever do a Patreon, buddy, I want to be the at least in the top few people that get to sign up for that thing first if you ever do it. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, Kenny, I appreciate it, man. And uh, like I said, man, I hope to see you at a race real soon, buddy. Have a great night, Scott. Thank you. You too. 
Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Kenny again for taking time to talk to us. That was very interesting about him being in the stock cars before he started getting into uh, OCR. I could have asked a lot more questions. Um, my next race will be Conyers at the Conyers Spartan Race in April, no, March 19th. If you see me there, come up to me and say what's up. Um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, we'll see you in the next race. Peace. Peace.